Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Vandeveer, here with your other host, Isabel Kiyosayan. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders, and today we're talking about deserving power. Yay! Specific- Yay! We're back! <laughs> we're back, and Rough. sorry for our <laughs> long absence. I'm going to blame Izzy on this. <laughs> She's been away in India for, I don't know, 100 years. <laughs> but she is back, so we're back. Yay! Yay. A little rusty, but hopefully it'll be <laughs> it'll be good. Yes. We're asking forgiveness <laughs> preemptively. <laughs> so, um what what prompted us to talk about this subject is a quote by Swami Brahmananda Saraswati or as many of us lovingly call him Guru Dave, who is the founder of our tradition and part of the holy tradition from which this um, practice of meditation comes. And it's it's a quote that is so important to our philosophy that as part of our training, we were given a like calligraphy printed copy of this quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um and Izzy, do you want to, why don't you just recite it? So of course. people know I what have, we're talking about. I have it framed in my desk. So here we go. You deserve the best. Never feel unworthy or not justified in having the best. I tell you, this is your heritage, but you have to accept it. You have to expect it. You have to claim it. To do so is not demanding too much. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> It's so, so good. Um, And it's, so we're going to unpack this quote today. And I'm happy we're doing this because I feel like this particular quote and this particular concept tends to be very misunderstood Mm -hmm. and taken the wrong way um, in many different directions. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, people who are in this community of meditators, here's the, we hear the term deserving power a lot. Mm-hmm. And even that term, I think, is the term alone is enough to throw people into a bad place. Um, because when they hear deserving power, it makes them think, wait, some people are more deserving than others. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it means. You know, deserving power is your deserving power is to what extent are you aware of your own true identity? Yeah. Yeah. That relates directly to what Punya is because um, Punya in Sanskrit, it's this word and it means kind of your spiritual merit and um, (laughs) your cosmic credit rating. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so I, always kind of thought that it had to do a lot with how many good deeds you did and all this stuff. And I was, when I was in India this time with Tom and we were talking about everything has punya, people have punya, dogs have punya. And depending on how much punya you have, apparently good things happen. So I had a complete misunderstanding of what this meant. Mm -hmm. Um, And he explained it just like that. He was like, punya is not, that it's how conscious you are of your true status of what Mm -hmm. you truly are how aware are you that you are the universe and how aware are you determines not what not how many good things happen but because you're in it you kind of align yourself to that and you enter that kriya zone and so it was like oh completely changed my perspective Mm mm-hmm it's it's and it's not just aligning yourself to it you become it right yeah exactly so it's like to the extent you are big nature or you're you, or you everyone is big nature to the extent you are aware that you are big nature and your consciousness is seated in that place automatically you're going to go where the river's flowing mm-hmm. because you are the river <laughs> exactly. and you're aware you're the river so you you're just spontaneously going to be in the frictionless zone mm-hmm. um but another thing i want to mention about this is you know really unpacking the term the best yeah 
So it's like, you deserve the best. Well, we, we need to talk about what is the best. Mm -hmm. And the best is a state of consciousness. Yeah. I think a lot of people think of like, you deserve the best. So it's like, well, I deserve the best car. I deserve the best house. I deserve these things I want. And this is a and... very Western way of looking mm -hmm. at things. The best tends to be a lot with material right. stuff. Outward things. Yeah, exactly. Because um, a lot of, I've had students ask like, wait, you know, how can it be you deserve the best when we see these yogis in India who are meditating away and they're, they have nothing and they're sitting by a river in a dhoti mm -hmm. like, and, and I'm like, what makes you think they're not living the best? <laughs> exactly. Know? Exactly. Like they could be, they're free of debt. They're free of demands. They're immersed in nature all the time. Like mm -hmm. what is our definition of the best? And that's something we need to examine because the best is a consciousness state. And it's mm -hmm. not like you start meditating and your punya goes up and all of a sudden you end up winning the lottery. I mean, that could happen if it's relevant to your story, but that's not, we actually lose our dependence and even interest in those things. Mm -hmm. The higher our deserving power, the higher our state of consciousness, the higher our punya. You know, th then it's like, to me now, what's interesting is when, money comes my way <laughs> i get nervous <laughs> it's like oh a project is coming what, what is this for <laughs> this isn't exactly for your enjoyment no it's so you can give <laughs> what, consciousness to others i know that there's something something big that is going to be required yeah it's, it's not about like oh great now i can take that vacation and then you know it's vacation from what you know <laughs> You get a vacation and then you're giving intro talks on the plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. There's yeah. no vacation from your state of mind. Um, so, so, I, and I, as far as the Western view, one of my favorite um, stories of this is my good friend when I was living in LA, I was in my early twenties and I was living on Venice beach Um beautiful, incredible place. And I was friends with all different sorts of people because everyone I was friends with was because of my dog. <laughs> I think that's why I get my students. They're not, they <laughs> don't come for me. They come for no. Uma. Speaking of high deserving power dogs. <laughs> yeah, Uma. absolutely. It's up there, a little Rishi dog. Um, so everyone I knew was because of my dog and she, um, this particular woman was an older woman, you know, older, she's the age I am now, <laughs> but back then she was an older woman. <laughs> and, ancient and old woman. Ancient old woman, this hag. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, she was, um, she was a makeup artist and I was, um, it was that time, it was like in the 2000s when all those books had just come out, like The Secret and The Four Agreements mm -hmm. and The uh, Powers Now, like there's this wave of new agey books. And a mm -hmm. lot of those books, it was the beginnings of that whole manifestation craze mm -hmm. that still is going. And this particular woman was really into it. And she, um, we were shopping one day on Abikini. Mm -hmm. And those who know Abbott Kinney and who know Venice and know LA know stores can be pricey on that street. And she saw this coat that was like $2,000. And and I remember this woman is, you know, was a makeup artist and we're living on the beach in Venice beach and not a cheap place, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, affordable, more affordable then than it is now. But um, she, she was buying this coat and I was like, I'm not going to say her name, but you know, I was like, what, what are you doing? How are you going to afford this? And she was like, I am going to buy this coat because I'm attracting abundance. <laughs> I was like, you're, I think you're attracting credit card debt. <laughs> but she had this idea of like, I'm going to attract abundance. I'm going to, I'm, it's like her form of expecting the best. Yeah was to just spend money. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this, but I feel like you're missing some key pieces. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, and I was talking to this mm -hmm. 
um in my group met the other day the manifesting like yeah how do I manifest that whole idea because part of the truth can be dangerous because right you think like oh if I manifest this I'll be happy and it's you thinking you're in charge right <laughs> from your small self and so it's a little like that like oh mm-hmm. I'm attracting abundance like that's not the way that it actually works. No. She ended up having to move because she ran out of money. So yeah, <laughs> it was she she it was the cart before the horse. And it's not her fault because, you know, that's these books didn't really get into it enough. They were like you said, it was partially true. You know, you have to expect it is the lot one of the lines of the Guru Dev quote. You have to expect it. You have to trigger that quantum mm-hmm. mechanic of that you know how it works is the consciousness how it creates is it first it sends out the impulse mm-hmm. and then the nothing just appears out of nothing it's the impulse first growing into the more gross form mm-hmm. right gross as in physical form so yes an expectation does have to come first from somewhere but what's interesting about that is is this idea of expectation I've been really thinking about this a lot recently and fascinating with like, well, what is it that we expect? We expect what has already happened, right? We expect what we're used to. Mm -hmm. And so this is where meditation comes in with this, because when we start meditating and innocently let our awareness go to that layer, well, that consciousness state comes spontaneously from that. So we start living the best and then the expectation for the best comes from the fact that we already have it. <laughs> exactly. You're aligning yourself. The best is, as you said, the best consciousness. Uh-huh. And so what for you is the best keeps changing depending on what state of consciousness you're in. And so exactly. it's all intertwined already. Mm-hmm. And so some of these things that look like, you know, the support of nature, we hear this a lot as well, like in Vedic meditation communities Mm -hmm. it's like do you have the support of nature or not Mm -hmm. well it's like really it's the sport of yourself you know absolutely (laughs) and what does that support look like you know it's when we reach a certain consciousness state we have released all karma that doesn't mean that quote unquote bad things won't happen anymore it doesn't mean that you know necessarily all these things will go your way, though it can look like that. You know, it's it's one of those both are true. Mm-hmm. You know, you see someone, you know, say you see someone who starts meditating and then they get the job they want and then they get in a good relationship and these things, these good things start coming to them. It's like, oh, wow, the support of nature is going their way. Mm-hmm. So yes, in some ways it is that. But on the flip side of that, you can have someone who has very high punya but, it, you know, they end up with a terminal disease or they end up with, you know, some of these other things that we think of as bad things. But when we examine their consciousness state, you know, and I'm thinking of a certain friend of mine that we all know about, when we examine their consciousness state, they're just using that the way the person who won the lottery is using that to, to further the growth of everyone, right? It all just becomes tools to someone in that consciousness state. Mm-hmm. So we can see someone in, in a high consciousness state, something quote unquote misfortunate happens to them and they alchemize it anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not, no longer is it about, um, well, are, thing, are things going their way or not their way? Everything's their way, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, um, and, and they're, they're using whatever, comes their way as as tools for whatever their mission is their mission being the evolution of everyone which is the basis of all missions yeah so so then that's not a problem because they're not in that problem conscious estate mm -hmm. and i i think too it's important because i see a lot of meditators get into this trap of where they're like oh i don't have the support of nature like like looking outside in is like am i Am I, um, I'm not doing the right thing because it doesn't seem like nature is supporting. And, and th- that can just get tricky. It's, it's looking, they start looking for signs in everything. Yeah. And um, you can really get tangled up in that a little bit. Yeah. I think it's because 
there's a rhythm to mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And I think when you're feeling like you're not getting nature support, it's you're not really tuning in to right. the rhythm of like it's not happening just yet. Right. <laughs> so it'll it'll come. There's mm-hmm. other things that you're supposed to do now. And that at that moment is what is the best because right. it's helping you grow and it's helping you evolve to where you need to be. I find when people, my students, where they get the most tangled up is in the timing, right? Exactly. The timing after, because when we talk about like releasing attachment, it's releasing the attachment to specific outcomes and timing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they're like, wait, this outcome, I'm look, I'm charmed to do this. I'm going this way and it's not coming fast enough. And so maybe it's the wrong way. And it's like, just follow the charm. Mm-hmm. We're not, we don't care about the outcome and the timing. You might be off on the timing. It might be down the road, but this is a bigger baby than you thought you were going to birth. And it's yeah. taking longer. You know? And it even might be a bait and switch. Mm-hmm, like, oh, right. come this way, come this way. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it's this instead. And that's why we have to let go. Because if right. not, we'll trap ourselves into thinking that that outcome at that time is what gonna, what's going to bring us fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, 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 something better is coming along. I remembered um, I was living in a much smaller apartment and kind of the impulse was coming uh, that I needed to move out. Mm-hmm. And I, I talked to you and I was kind of worried, you know, that, oh, am I going to find an apartment in the middle of COVID, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, if the impulse is there, it's because the apartment is already, ha- like the mechanics is already happening for you to move <laughs> into another place. And it was easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Right. But like for me, this, I'm, you know, we've got our Meditation Without Borders retreat coming up this summer, and it's a big leap in some ways mm-hmm. to organize something like this. Um, but I, I keep reminding myself, like, the impulse wouldn't have come if this isn't what was supposed to be happening. And sometimes I get a little self-doubty about it, where I'm like, gosh, why me? I don't know that I can handle mm-hmm. this. But then it's like, wait, no, you were nominated for this by yourself. <laughs> yeah. And if you weren't, enough for it, you wouldn't be getting these impulses, you know? Um, And I, I, what's fascinating too, I think about this quote is, is it, is uncovering a little bit of what a lot of people feel, which is that just inherent self-doubt. Yeah. You know, that, that they really don't deserve. A lot of meditators, like, I don't even deserve to be happy and feel guilty about their happiness because there's suffering in the world and things like that like we sabotage in many ways our like there's some fear in moving towards what you deserve or even thinking that you deserve a lot and that is so ingrained in our society i'm i live in mexico and mexico is super catholic and so it's so ingrained in our culture the suffering it's like mm-hmm. you don't deserve unless you suffer first. Mm-hmm. And so even the practice of meditation itself, when people learn it, they can't believe it's so easy. It's like, it can't be this easy. This can't right. be, I'm doing it wrong. Because we have this idea that to experience even an ounce of happiness, there has to be suffering. Right. And so a lot of people. It's just stop- so weird to think that so weird but it's so ingrained Mm -hmm. it's like even the no pain no gain what that is so different from what our vedic tradition Mm -hmm. is about it's like no pain no gain if you don't suffer you don't deserve like no 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 suffering the universe we have to think of ourselves as a universe nobody likes to suffer so you're suffering I mean, the universe is suffering through you because that's what you are. And nobody likes to suffer. The universe wants to experience happiness through you because that's right. what you are. It's just that, we suffer because we don't understand the mechanics of what's actually happening. And the suffering is only there for the contrast so that we can actually feel the happiness at some point. Yeah. You know, and to correct. It plays. And to correct it. Right. Mm-hmm. Without like, it, we wouldn't have the contrast experience to know that we were actually feeling bliss. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it, it's, Oh, you're suffering. 
what can I learn from right. what can I right. change so that I can kind of get back in that right in that it's 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 a, it's a warning light you know mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a danger Will Robinson you know? yeah <laughs> um you're going the wrong way but I just this this idea of really having the resistance to accepting this idea you deserve the best mm -hmm. um it's it has to do with who is the you like I love looking at this and, and taking each word. We mm -hmm. could do an episode on each word in this. Yeah, quote. yeah. The first one being you. You know, yeah. you deserve the best. Well, who deserves the best? Who are you? Mm -hmm. When you're like you, does I like? Oh, I don't deserve the best. I'm you know I've done all these things in my life that haven't been so nice, and like it's just little old me. Well, if you your concept of self is little you, you're gonna struggle with this. But if you are the universe, which begins with you, <laughs> you mm -hmm. universe, if that is your status, then of course you do. And you, there's no actually, there's no hesitance with that at all. Yeah. Um, but th that's why the punya is deserving power is to what extent is your identity that? Yeah. If you think of yourself as small self, that's the what's going to be the best for you. Things that are small. Like there's... <laughs> It sounds really mean, but there's this beautiful story and you've heard it. And I heard it again with Tom in India, where he went on a pilgrimage uh, to Badrina with, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say Swami. And so he, <laughs> the Swami was like, come, come with me. And so Tom had these flip-flops, which he went on the pilgrimage to Badrinath, which is north of India, sleeping in the grass, in the forest, and just eating whatever leftovers there were in these little, you know, tiny restaurants up in the mountains, and eating, you know, the trash that was there, or, you know, whatever uh, the restaurant gave him. And the Swami was like, this is the best. Look, mm -hmm. all the support we're getting. This is amazing. And after a while, Tom was like, absolutely, this is the best. And he talked to the Swami guy and the Swami guy was like, no, I used to have a car and I used to have a really fancy job and I used to, you know, have a beautiful apartment. Yeah. It wasn't the best. This is the best. And so it's, <laughs> what's the best for you and your state of consciousness? You can think about it in terms of, you know, when we see these people who have stupid wealth, right? <laughs> like ridiculous amounts of money. And to me, if they're in a low state of consciousness, that's a, that's its own particular type of hell because what they have is what they've been told you need to be happy all around them. Mm -hmm. And yet inside there's misery and there's feelings of inadequacy and there's imposter syndrome and all that. They don't feel they're not, they're in the worst state of consciousness. And the fact that they have the material best around them mm -hmm. only is, is, providing more of a contrast to how they feel inside absolutely have you seen the series succession no okay so it's really good it's hbo and it's about this like super ultra wealthy family they own like all the media and all these like mm -hmm. theme parks and the father is like the head of everything and he has you know four kids and they're all idiots like everybody, this is the thing about this TV series. You hate everybody. You don't like anybody. <laughs> um, and they're like so wealthy and everybody is fighting who's going to be the successor of the father. And I read this article that my friend sent me, which I thought was so interesting because they have like the best apartments and the best houses and airplanes. And, you know, they they're, have a lot of money. And the food in the TV series is designed to look disgusting and not yummy at all so that it shows that even though they have a lot of money they can't really savor or enjoy mm. the small pleasures in life mm, interesting it's and like so, Midas the Midas myth you know yeah like he, everything he touches is gold but he tries to eat and it turns to gold in his throat exactly that's yeah. the thing like you have all this but you can't really enjoy it because right you're not in that state of consciousness. So mm. it's the best, but not really when you don't right. even, you can't even enjoy it. 
it's f funny to think that most people turn to meditation and I'm sure you've experienced this with your students after they've had crises, right? Like mm -hmm. most people have to go down in, in terms of their life situation, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's the karma that pushes them to meditation. However, there are those cases like the Beatles, for example, mm -hmm. who got everything. And that was what pushed them to meditation. Like yeah. you see, I remember hearing an interview and they talked about how they were like, we were young. We had all the money in the world. We had all the girls in the world. We had all the fame in the world. We literally had saturated every point of what we'd been told would give us fulfillment. And we didn't have it. Yeah. All of us. And so we realized there's no there there at the top of this mountain. And so that's what took us inward. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's fascinating to think you can go in either direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not there. That the best is not, you know, you, you, and that happened to me. I remember when I was in Hawaii once, mm -hmm. it was a long time ago, but I, I was, I took this trip to Hawaii and I was in a relationship at the time and we were in this beautiful place. Everything was perfect. It was someone getting married and, you know, like weather was amazing. We went scuba diving, but the relationship wasn't great in a great place. And I didn't realize it until we went there. I needed everything to be the best around me to realize yeah. actually inside I wasn't. Yeah. And, and so it's really like we, when we shift inside the, our state of consciousness just gets projected onto whatever mm -hmm. the, the things are, the happenings are it's, it's like what they are is, is a projection from there. The, the, the projector projects on the screen and not vice versa. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a rose colored projector, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what, what the, the story is, what movie you're playing. You could, mm -hmm. you could play, you know, apocalypse now <laughs> <laughs> with your rose colored projector. And it's, it's a fantastic movie and vice versa. You've got a dingy projector with a lot of dirt and mm -hmm. stress, you know, that's the analogy I'm making here in the projector and you put in Mary Poppins and it's a mm -hmm. horror movie. <laughs> exactly yeah 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 so it's this this to me I think my students get really caught up because they they're still living this outside in mentality mm -hmm. and this like they're thinking of the best as being that they are going to experience these things that they this picture in their head of what they want their life to look like mm -hmm. that's like all right the state of consciousness the feel the inner experience i want to have is going to come when this picture is fulfilled mm -hmm. but it's not what happens is the consciousness shifts first and then the picture strangely enough will start to form mm -hmm. but that you're not going to care <laughs> you know? yeah like it's not going to matter, you know, yes, yes, you'll start getting healthier. Yes, your relationships are going to improve. Yes, money's going to come your way because that funding is you're going to be more relevant. And so, so funding will come for those things that you're doing because those things are relevant. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to me is how from the universal point of view, like something like money mm -hmm. is is nothing. And so the universe will give a low deserving person billions of dollars to teach them a small lesson yeah so i think people get confused like wait why is it that i have like nothing and this person over here who's a billionaire seems in really low state of con why is all why is the deserving power going that way mm -hmm. it's not <laughs> that money is being used for a totally different reason and it's like for example the beatles it was being used to show them it's not here yeah the universe doesn't mind throwing gazillion dollars that way mm -hmm. to teach that tiny lesson to this low consciousness person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and so I think that that's something, a nuance that needs to be defined because a lot of people are like, wait, I'm seeing deserving power going towards undeserving. Yeah. So and it's, it's we not. Have to divorce it from, from the best is, a lot of money. The best is this. The best is this. No, the best is always a state of consciousness. Exactly. And from there, you'll just align yourself with what is needed at what time. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a little like what you were saying before. It's not like you're going to get a billion dollars. It's 
because we don't want to hoard things. You know, yeah. money is a funding mechanism so that we can use that to take consciousness to where there is need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and we need to also point out that when you start receiving the best, right? Say you really start embracing this concept mm-hmm. and things start flowing your way. There will be those who who will chafe at it a little bit. You know, there will be those, there are those who feel like their worth is dependent on, you know, the contrast of other people's things. Yeah. So things start coming your way and it's going to make them feel like hurdy-poos because like, wait, I want that to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Just don't let that, you know, take the, the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Because that, that naturally happens that, you know, what do they say? Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> We can put that quote next to the group quote. Exactly. On the wall. <laughs> mo mo everything more problems. Mo problems. Because <laughs> we can have the best in quotations, but we won't be able to enjoy it if we're not in that consciousness state. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, whatever to whatever extent we're aware of what we truly are is related to what how fulfilled we are inside and to that extent is how much we can enjoy so mm-hmm. you know a relationship won't fulfill us if we're not it will only fulfill us to the extent that we're already fulfilled inside and right. that applies to absolutely everything and so the best will only will continue to grow in what's the best alongside how much you're growing in consciousness and how aware you are of your universal self. Said. <laughs> I love what I'm like, yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I'm looking at the quote again and I, I'm looking at the line, you have to claim it. I think that's interesting because yeah. in that one, it is huh. also saying that that this isn't your this isn't just gonna happen for you. You can't just sit back, right? Like that there is a act action on your part. Mm-hmm. to to interact with what's coming through you yeah so like these impu- impulses of where your journey is going like say the impulse comes to write a book yeah you have to write the book <laughs> exactly like maybe it's going to be a bestseller and all this great stuff is going to come or you know whatever happens with this thing mm-hmm. but it's like you actually have to interact with this and that knowingness inside you of like, this is, to me, the claiming is easier when I think of myself as a servant. Yeah. And just to go back a little, because, yeah. you know, it tells you this is your heritage. Mm. It's your heritage because, first of all, you are here. You're a being. And the universe created all these different ingredients to make you, you. And so we we have to think of ourselves not even as connected, but as you are the universe having a human experience. So just in that, that is already your heritage. Mm-hmm. I love this. I, that was the other word I wanted to get into was heritage yeah. because heritage implies almost like this is what you've had before. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's I like, love that. This is your heritage because at a certain point, you know, at a certain layer, I should say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're already here. You already have it. You are already living the best, both mm-hmm. in the full creation cycle before it diversified, when the u- unity of the universe became the diversity, to there's a layer of self that is percolating into existence right now that is already has experienced it, is experiencing it, will experience it. This has already happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to doubt, well, can I experience this? It's because it's this is your heritage. You already were this. You yeah. already are this. Um, so I mean by this quote is so great. Like we could just oh pick my it apart God. for days. Yeah. <laughs> but this is your heritage. This is also this is you this is also coming your way, you know. Mm-hmm. It's also like your inheritance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, 
that's why you have to accept it because I think also in the spiritual community there's a lot of like oh no no I'm good oh no no I already have everything oh no no it's like if something's coming your way it's a beautiful offering and so you Mm -hmm. accept it it's like when somebody gives you a compliment or like a gift if I give you this gift that I spent so much time making for you and it's like Kristen I made you this and you're like no 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 thank you Mm. it's an insult to me because it's like this is what I think of you like please accept it so yes you have to accept those little gifts (laughs) I'm just thinking of a recent gift you received (laughs) that was not the best that was not the best it's a little inside joke (laughs) if you know you know (laughs) this idea of acceptance to me is also getting at the idea of the ways in which we define state of consciousness, which is to what extent do you perceive everything as a gift? Mm -hmm. To the extent you perceive everything as a gift, you accept everything. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, you have to accept it means it has to be allowed. Mm -hmm. You have to, um, like, there's no rejecting of what is. Yeah that's where the suffering comes in, right? We're, we're pushing away what it is. We're rejecting. I don't want this experience. This is not the experience I want to be having. Like mm-hmm. say it's a, it's a fender bender mm-hmm. rather than accepting it as this is, this is a gift. We push it away and say, I don't want to have this experience. I'm pushing yeah. this away. I'm going to have my little hissy fit over here as opposed to seeing, Oh, this isn't what I expected. This little fender bender. Mm-hmm. But how is this, how am I going to turn this into an opportunity to connect with someone Yeah. or uplift somebody else or learn something for myself? Mm-hmm. So it's the acceptance, but you have to accept it is like, is getting into this idea of like, you have to allow the perspective that everything is a gift. Yeah. And that actually is defining your deserving power. To the extent you see things as are a gift, as a gift, you have high consciousness state. You're already living the best. <laughs> yeah, and even the lessons. It's mm-hmm. like the faster you, ex- yeah, and the faster mm-hmm. you accept it, the faster you learn it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to need the lesson again. <laughs> exactly. It takes me a while to learn those, but we're learning. Some, some of these gifts. <laughs> it's like the cat that brings you the headless mouse. You know. <laughs> Some of some of the gifts are better than others. We enjoy more than others. So we can be like, thank you, but I'd rather not have to have exactly. a car crash. It's like, okay. This. I know this means that you think I'm, you know, a god or a goddess, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, we we could I I'd rather more gift gifts. <laughs> exactly than headless mouse gifts <laughs> yeah and then you know again you have to expect it because mm-hmm. once right. you start to realize it it's like oh okay it's coming and as you said about you know being a servant to the universe to whatever their need is it's like it's coming but and it because a lot of people think that you know vedic meditation is like oh i'm better than everybody else but it's because again they haven't really realized what it's about it's like it's coming and i expect it but it's not just for me Mm -hmm, right so that i can share this with everybody yeah another great myth that i think pertains to this is um is the one of sukadev mm-hmm he goes to is it king janaka is that am i saying it right i think so janaka and he sita's you know, father he, yes yeah king janaka mm-hmm. yeah and it's, it's sukadev who's who's an ascetic mm-hmm. you know he doesn't even wear clothes but apparently he's really hot and blue so it doesn't matter <laughs> i love this story but his his father sends him to king janaka to as it's like you have to learn from this person because he says you actually have to get married. And Sukadev was like, I don't want any of this. I don't want to mm-hmm. live a, a householder life. I want to just do my yogi thing. And he's like, Nope, nope. You need to learn from this person. He is a um, Rajguru, 
right? Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, yeah. he's, he's like, he is in the highest state of consciousness, yet he is also a king. Mm-hmm. And so Sukadev goes there and he doesn't really believe it because he's like, how could someone who's so steeped in material existence and wealth be in a high state of consciousness? This, this is not, so he, he goes there kind of arrogant in his attitude. And um, when he starts learning with him, uh, and, and correct me if I'm remembering this myth wrong, but um, King Janus starts teaching to him. And then one of the servants comes in and says, you know, excuse me, your majesty, but the village is on fire. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then he continues <laughs> to teach. And then the servant comes back and is like, uh, your majesty, I'm sorry, uh, the castle's on fire. And he's like, yes, 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 fine. And he goes... And he continues to tell his, you know, story. And then finally the servant's like, excuse me, your majesty, but the room is on fire. (laughs) I'm on fire. (laughs) But it's meant to show he's he's expressing to Sukadev, none of this matters to me. Mm -hmm. Like this is here as tools. This is all this is for my particular role that I've been given in this lifetime. I am the the role of of king mm-hmm. but i could just as easily be the role of pauper mm-hmm. this could all burn this is not there's no attachment here so here was someone who looks like they're living the best and they are living the best but the best is not because they're in the castle yeah exactly so i love that story <laughs> also because it's got a blue naked Hot guy <laughs> yeah beautiful where all the trees bow to him because who doesn't like that he's half he's half david his mom was a apsara which is like a nymph so yeah. that's why he's so good looking and that's how his father knew where he was because all the trees had, had were bent because they had bowed and then there were flowers everywhere every footstep touch. yeah and it's funny to think that someone like that still needed a guru. <laughs> exactly. We are, we're all still learning. Right. <laughs> it's such a beautiful story. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I really, I think we also have to mention too, that of all the people that this re- needs to resonate most with, I think is women. Mm-hmm. Women it's it's actually what's fascinating i was just talking with one of our colleagues jamie mm-hmm. yesterday about how in the kali yuga especially it is inherent intrinsic in the feminine consciousness to feel a lack of self-worth yeah like, to feel self-doubt that is how that is part of the storyline of the feminine in this particular part of the creation cycle is because Mm -hmm. it's moving away from oneness and that feminine is, is power. Mm -hmm. And so as the feminine consciousness moves away from that source, how it goes out of balance is forgetting Mm -hmm. that power. And so for women in particular or anyone, not just women, but for individuals who are leading with feminine consciousness in which feminine consciousness is most alive and in their awareness, that could be men as well Mm -hmm. if that just happens to be you know we're not talking body parts here we're talking consciousness then it is actually part of every woman or every person like that storyline that self-doubt is going to be an issue yeah but that's also how that corrects itself how the story moves from conflict to resolution Mm -hmm. is through realizing your deserving power Mm-hmm. And so when we feel that come up in us, especially as those with feminine consciousness, which you and I both are, yeah, sort, sort of, <laughs> at times, so we both are a little bit like a dude in a lot of <laughs> Absolutely. When we feel self-doubt, you can just be like, oh, that's that thing. Mm-hmm. We've all got it. Yeah. Next. Like just next, don't even need to, I acknowledge it. Great. We don't have to act on that. Yeah. I remember in my last relationship, that yeah. issue came up of 
not feeling worthy and just kind of putting up with a lot of stuff that wasn't the best. And I remember the thing that got me out of it was this quote. It was like, this is not the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely not the best. Oh my God, that's great. You know, you can you apply that to anything. It's like whenever you're like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. This is not the best. Changes need to be made. Yeah. Right? Because it's your, you, it's your heritage. Yeah. Like, this is what you should be experiencing. That's, I think, is something we need to state is it's like, this is what you should, you should be experiencing the best. Mm -hmm. Most people don't even have it in their head. They're like, no, suffering is the baseline. And, and we have joy in little blips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah. No, no, no. Joy is the baseline. And so if you're not suffering comes in little blips, <laughs> suffering is the blips. We want to reverse that. Yeah. And we want to, as soon as that blip happens, we want to get us out of it as fast as possible because that joy that is, you know, that is your inheritance. And so when we're not feeling that we can, we have to stop and be like, wait a second. <laughs> this yeah. is not the best. I was like, yeah, this isn't the best. It hasn't been the best for a while. Right. There's something that needs to change. Yeah. Um, and and that, like that, just think of how many people though are stuck in things for so long mm -hmm. because they don't know that that is not what they need. Like that's, that it's okay to be feeling better. Uh, exactly. It's not even something that they, they realize. Right. It's, it's, it's literally the best, like all they, they just have to step out of it. It's like, it's right there, but they don't even know to take the steps. Mm -hmm. They don't even know that, that, that it's okay it's they, they're not supposed to be miserable in a job or miserable in a relationship or miserable in their own like that that that's not these are all signals of like you got to move mm -hmm. you can always get what you don't want right yeah <laughs> so when people are afraid of change I always say that to them I'm like you're experiencing what you don't want right now mm -hmm. you're are you're already experiencing not the best well you can always get what you don't want yeah <laughs> That's that's easy. And if you stay, it'll get <laughs> it just worse. gets progressively worse. Yeah. So might as well make the change because because change is always going to be giving you new information. Yeah. And um so yeah, I think and I think women especially are are have a tendency to stay in this this state of unworthiness, state mm -hmm. of like it's okay. Almost martyrdom at times mm -hmm. where it's like their identity is wrapped around. There's almost a pride and misery because, and this is something that happens the, the pride and misery. And like, I am so nice that, you know, I take all this, right. All this right. misery. Like, and it's like <laughs> who's that? That does not equate. Nobody is thanking you for this. Like yeah. nobody, nobody is being benefited by, by that, you know, Yes, it, th there is something to be acknowledged where it's like, oh, I'm sacrificing. Mm -hmm. But like, this could be a whole nother topic, honestly, yeah, is this concept yeah. of sacrifice? Because yeah, that also- What are you sacrificing for? <laughs> right. What's on the other side? Yeah, that's a- In order to give song. something to something, you have to have something. Exactly. You can't give, like when you're miserable and you're still sacrificing, well, then you're giving whatever's inside of you and now you're giving out your misery. Right? Yeah. Here's so, my misery to the world. Right. It's like right now that I was in India, you know, um, it was very hard, as I told you. Um, <laughs> I sacrificed a lot, but mm -hmm. it was all worth it because I got to spend yeah. time with Tom. And so it's like, what's on the other side of the sacrifice? Yes. And I think too with women and feminine, those in fem feminine consciousness. In particular, it's it's actually like a it's weird double-edged sword to have both the impulse to give, give, give. That's very feminine, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. like just think of mother and consciousness. It's like, okay, I've got to my babies, you know, mm -hmm. gotta take care of the babies. And then you've got that other impulse, which is that that the inherent self-doubt. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why with women, it's like they get into this state of consciousness of complete depletion. Mm -hmm. Because they both are giving everything that they've got and not replenishing or feeling deserving of the replenishment. Yeah. So it's, 
it's, and this has been something that I feel like I can speak to personally because I I've gotten into this many, many times mm -hmm. <laughs> where I've just been like, wow, I've literally just spent everything I have and now I have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I feel lousy about myself because I've put my, my worth in how much I, I can give. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and those people I'm trying to give to are now suffering because I no longer have enough to give them. And so now I'm feeling more and more unworthy mm -hmm. and coming down on myself. And it becomes this vicious cycle of like, I'm, I'm a terrible mother. I'm a terrible partner. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whenever we get into this mindset of coming down on yourself, like, stop, yeah. <laughs> just stop. There's no benefit to this. There's no guilting yourself into right action. Yeah. Like you start hearing that and, and you can know like that is the consciousness of distorted stressed consciousness using my brain right now. Mm -hmm. So I, you can choose if you want to listen and just turn the radio station to yeah. something else. Yeah. And For me, it's always like, is this the best? Is this the best? If it doesn't feel <laughs> like the best, get out of there. It's not, it's not, mm -hmm. you know, we don't. And when we talk about charm and aversion, this is also like another talk way of describing charm is it's like move towards the best. Exactly. Where does this river feel like it's flowing? If, if it feels like this is feeling, mm, no, I'm not feeling charmed to this then go another way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so this, this idea of the best is going to really tie into the charm aversion stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel you experience the best because you're following that charm. Yeah, exactly. And you know, to do so is not demanding too much. <laughs> Because we need to remember that the reason why the universe, you know, bifurcated into all these beings is so it could experience, it could have the experience of itself as the many. And mm -hmm. so it wants to experience the best through the different states of consciousness of the different beings. So mm -hmm. you're not asking for too much because that's why it was created in the first place. Mm -hmm. I love that unpacking this because that, I, you know, who demanding implies that there's another to some extent, mm -hmm. but we're demanding of ourselves. So there's times too, when, when I feel like my extended self is delivering me. Yeah. And I'm like, I send it back almost like a, you know, the plate came and the food is cold. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you can say, no, I'm going to act when this is a better deal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can do that. You can, you can, when you meditate a while and you get in that state of consciousness where now you are more source, mm -hmm. you can send the food back. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> isn't you, juicy, a juicy enough offer. Right. I like it. Like this isn't charming enough. Like, I'll act when, when something comes my way, that's, that feels more right. And because we're not attached, we can, we can send back plates. Yeah. So, but we want to know what, are, who, to whom are we demanding? We're demanding our, from ourselves. Yeah. You know, this is like, no, this is, I know what I want and I want to be deserving the best. And if what counts down the pipe isn't the best, I'm not going to go towards it. Yeah. And the thing is, again, the the thing that's dictating that is charm. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's like a little trick. It's like, oh, here, it's like, oh, no, no, I want better. Because if you say yes, you'll get that cold right. food. You get what you expect and you get what you accept. Exactly. So, so we want to accept the best. It's also like, like, don't take take it as it comes, but only take what, what is feeling charming. Yeah. And make it because if you accept not the best, it's going to take up the space of the best, the best is yeah. whatever it is that you, you're really feeling drawn towards, there won't be room for it. Mm -hmm. So we want to leave that space. And so saying no to, to in demanding, like, no, I'm, I'm going to say yes when it's a yes with an exclamation point. Exactly.
and it'll be easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be easy. I mean, <laughs> once it's there. No, I know. It'll be frictionless. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it'll be frictionless. It won't. And, and I think, too, you know, people sometimes think about, like, supportive nature as free of obstacles. Mm -hmm. Those obstacles are also only internal. Yeah. When when you are free of obstacles, truly, then things can still come that seem like they're obstacles to where you're going. But really, they're not obstacles. They're just fun things on the obstacle course, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, to make it like, a cool story. Right. It's like Hanuman when he's trying to go to um, Sri Lanka, all these, you know, giant rakshas appear mm -hmm. to, to, apparently as obstacles. Well, we know for a fact that Hanuman was completely, you know, he did not, he was on to his charm, right? Like mm -hmm. that was definitely needing to, be ha to happen. But we have these quote unquote obstacles coming in his way as a means of letting him also test his prowess. Mm -hmm. So the question is when, when, when you're like, wait, is, is this, am I really, is this being supported by, by na my nature, by nature? Is this charming? You ask yourself to what degree does it feel frictionless inside? Yeah. Because a lot of these things, and like I was saying, like when we birth a big baby, sometimes it's hard to get that baby out. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. It takes, there's a transition period that's like, it is intense. It's not like it's, it's not like there aren't things that feel, it's, it's not just everything that just falls in your lap. It's, it's just, it's frictionless. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is actually fun, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, so getting back to that earlier point where it's like, really, we have to talk about this in terms of the inner experience. Yeah. Oh, this is such a beautiful quote. <laughs> I know. I know. Did we get to all of it? I think so. I think so. The first time that I heard it was on retreat with V and Teo, who are our lovely colleagues. Mm -hmm. And it just blew my mind. I was like, what is this? I I deserve the best. And I I got it. I, I brought my little paper home. Oh, no, that's not true. They sent it to our house as a gift mm -hmm. post-retreat. And I have it framed, the same one from like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And I always have it there. I think it's important for people to 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 keep this quote in mind because so many many of us growing up, this mm -hmm. is not what we were told, right? Mm -hmm. And our parents really didn't. I think to some degree, I was lucky because in many ways, my parents really did. Were like you know you actually you deserve to have great experiences. You deserve, like mm -hmm. they, they did sort of embody this. So it, mm -hmm. it, it's never been an issue for me. This mm -hmm. like not too much, a little bit, but, but, you know, I see it in others who had parents who really didn't tell them that they were the best. Right. And that yeah. they deserved the best. And I was even having a conversation recently with someone because the school where the girls and Adrian go is the kids go on these, these trips like when they get hit middle school, the, the eighth grade right now is in Patagonia. What? <laughs> exactly. In Patagonia, because like they they end up, they sell coffee and, and bake goods all year in this little cafe. So the kids earn their money to go. So it's not just like parents paying for it. Mm -hmm. They earn the money to go. But this parent was like, I'm having a hard time because like almost in the sense, like I feel like it's, it's so much entitlement, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I, I get it, you know, like, because where did I go? Like, I think we went to like the library <laughs> 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 no. to look at pictures of Patagonia. Right, to look at pictures of Patagonia. No, in the Atlas. <laughs> but I was like, we don't, we want our kids to expect good things. Yeah. You know, to expect to, that, that these things are going to come and that they are deserving of these amazing experiences. Yeah. So to think that we're here to experiencing to experience anything but joy is terrible. <laughs> and as I'm not faulting parents because I I'm a parent I know how hard it is but most of us had parents who did not instill this in us. Yeah. And instill this idea of like you have to suffer or you know your value is not just inherent in who you are. Um, 
like in their feelings of worth. And I see it. It's, it's so poisoning to people mm -hmm. if they get those messages early on and then they grow up and they're still that unworthiness is still alive and vibrating at their core. Yeah. Uh, it affects everything they do. And, and so really just, I think even reading this quote once a day, I think the fact that you have it in a frame, I've got mine somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> But like reading it every day just to counter the message of that inner core for so many people yeah. is valuable. It's like your worthiness, you are everything. How could you not yeah. be worthy? And um, is is really, uh, yeah. I think, something that is needed in the world right now. And to explore what the best means for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a beautiful adventure. And really keep questioning that, you yeah. know. Because it'll keep changing as you grow in consciousness. Mm -hmm. It will. It'll keep changing and it'll keep getting better as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Until you until you hit CC Blues. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Sorry. Another kind of Vedic joke. <laughs> and might be in CC Blues right now. <laughs> That's why. Might not. <laughs> Who knows? And by that we mean definitely. <laughs> CC blues is when you hit the early stages of enlightenment, there's like this period of non-attachment where everything kind of goes flat. And so, <laughs> so that's why we're laughing. Because <laughs> yeah. maybe perhaps one of us might be really in that state. <laughs> Actually, both of us. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Maybe one, maybe both. Maybe of us. both. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so much for our for for listening to us in our our comeback episode <laughs> we promise that we're going to keep doing more we have all kinds of great ideas and we're just going to keep going with this so thank you all for listening thank you so much bye <laughs> bye jake your day oh go on christian's retreat <laughs> it's not just mine it's ours except Our, but she's hosting yeah, it i'm hosting it so <laughs> bye bye